everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we got a great one for you. We got Taylor Hughes coming on. She's a great friend of ours. Yes. Um, I don't know if you'd consider this the second interview or third interview because our second interview kind of had technical difficulties. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hope yes. that. <laughs> so we threw that one out and said, let's redo. Let's redo. So yeah. here we are. So welcome back to the show. Yes. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And thank you all for having me. I'm glad we could work this out and hopefully this yeah. time around everything goes smooth. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so as a repeat from last time, mm-hmm. how has COVID affected you? and What have you done to kind of maneuver through this crazy new world we live in? Yeah. Um, well, I guess um, things are starting to lighten up a little bit, which is great. Um, since the beginning of this year, um, I've been pretty much doing mini tours and stuff like that. Oh, I've wow. been out playing music, um, you know, as soon as they started opening things back up last August. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when I had released my first single and had my first interview with you all, and we were kind of still stuck inside, like COVID had just started. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I had never released music before. So I was like, well, this will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you ask advice from? Since none of us have like been through this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Before. But, um, you know, the first single went really well. Um, I was able to, uh, um, though we weren't able to play as many shows last year, um, my writing just like grew and grew and grew. I wrote a ton, started writing with new people. Um, my following actually, um, and my fan base grew a lot. Um, I'm over in like the UK and over in Australia, which has been like a total blessing is because of these like live streams and stuff that mm-hmm. um, I started to dive into and people were sharing them and reaching, you know, all over the world. So, um, not all bad things last year. Um, and then obviously I just released my second single in February and, um, that one's been doing really well. Um, like I said, we've been touring since the first weekend of January. Um, I've been on tour with Audra McLaughlin. We've been, um, co headlining oh, wow. Just like an acoustic tour for two months. And yeah, just, you know, I'm back in Kentucky today playing a show tonight. And I head back to Nashville tomorrow morning to play a show in Hendersonville on Saturday night. <laughs> so <laughs> so things are picking back up. Huh? Yes. Yeah. That's like with us. You know, we launched a show January 2020 and mm-hmm. had no idea COVID was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Our original plan was 100 interviews. We thought, you know what, if we could just do that. Wow, that would be a yeah, lot. Right? Yeah. And we and we thought that was pushed, to be honest. Oh, we thought definitely. that that would take everything out of us to do 100 right. interviews first year. And then COVID happens. And I remember looking at Sandy thinking, oh, wow, um, the entertainment industry just got shut down. This could be our time because they're going to need a place to talk. And Absolutely. we're going to kind of give them that. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year, and we're close to 400 now. That's crazy to think about. It's like, oh, well, since you're stuck at home, And like, it's crazy because we actually got the interview recently. This was pretty cool. My mom, she passed away years ago, but she would have freaked on this one. But we got the interview, um, the actress that played Sheila Carter on The Young and Restless. Yeah, that's awesome. I think I saw uh, that actually. I mean that the, the most villain um, yes, the ever. The evilest right, yeah. villainous ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so my mom would freak if she would have yeah, cuz uh, Sheila mom, was one of them that you 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 hated but you also loved. 
Right. Yeah, no, um, I remember growing up and my mom still watches um, like soap operas and stuff. And yes. I had um, an aunt and an uncle that were on one and that's how they met. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. I think it was Another World, I think. Is oh, I remember that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so the soap opera thing is kind of in my family, too. But I, I make fun of my mom for watching it all the time. I'm like, are you watching this again? She's like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So what's new with you? Well, um, obviously the new single um, that I just released in February, Praying to the Whiskey. Um, that was a co-write with my dad. So oh, wow. Wow. super excited to get that out just because one, you know, releasing more music and it's also been just like an introduction to, Hey, um, my dad is a writer too. So, um, that's been a lot of fun. Um, we've been scheduling a ton of shows here recently. I'm pretty much booked through August, which oh, wow. is super yeah. great. Um, our tour, mine and Audra's tour was so successful. It was only supposed to be like a month long thing. And it ended mm -hmm. up spreading out into like March and April. Um, and her and I are actually going to be traveling to, you know, even further away to new states and new cities, which was actually oh, wow. my goal last year was to play in, you know, new states, new cities, meet new fans, uh, grow that base. Um, so now we just kind of moved it to this year, which is fine. Um, but yeah, just rolling with the punches and working on uh, my next single release and actually in the works for hopefully releasing an album um, somewhat soon. I've, like I said, in quarantine, I wrote a ton and um, I have a lot of songs I'm really excited about and a lot of co-writers that really got me like really wanting to just release more and more music. So we're kind of working on that right now. Awesome. awesome. Now, anybody that's watching this live or replay, share, share, share. Um, yes, please. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, a lot of hosts would ask, you know, when did you know you wanted to do music? But I always like to go deeper than that. When did it kind of click that this could actually be a career choice for you? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think we might have talked about this the first time we had an interview, but like I've been, I always loved to sing ever since I was a little girl. Um, but I don't think it really like clicked for me that like I was actually, you know, maybe I was good enough to do this and that it was a job. It was a career and it wasn't just for fun. Um, probably when I was uh, 18 um, oh, wow. towards the end of high school. Um, Cause I was super involved in athletics and stuff. And I blew my knee out my junior year of high school Wow. That yeah. kind of ended my sport career, which was I was supposed to go to college on a volleyball scholarship. So that's when I started diving into music a little bit more. I started taking guitar lessons. Um, my parents had no idea that I could <laughs> sing. You know, and, uh, my guitar <laughs> teacher, um, Polly Felice, is actually the one who took me to Nashville and was like, your daughter sings. We're going to put her on stage. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow. That's really um, how I got my start. Um, I My first venue I ever played in Nashville was the Nashville Palace, which is still a super popular honky-tonk down there. Um, I love to go there. I haven't been there in a while, but whenever I can get down there, it always brings back really good memories. Um, yeah, I was probably about 18, 19 when I was like, okay, I think, you know, I think I could do this. Um, I did go to college for a few years, went for about three years, and then at the end of my first semester of my junior year, I went to my dad and was like, you know what? I think I'm done with the whole school thing. Wow. And, 
<laughs> most parents would be like, excuse me. Like, <laughs> like all right, yeah. we're doing this. We're all in. There is oh, no I love that attitude because, yeah, you know, a lot of, and I think a lot of times parents think, you know, it's, I know that they try to push their kids for school and to be a doctor and lawyer and all mm-hmm. that. And I think sometimes it's the fear that does it because, you know, they see the Blake Shelton's. And they see the broke people, but yeah. they don't really see that that there's so many levels in between that oh, within absolutely. music that you mm-hmm. could make a living and never be known. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, there are so many unbelievably successful people that like I get a lot of my influence from. And I could probably say a lot of my friends have no idea who they are. You know, like, yeah. that doesn't mean that they're not touring constantly, mm-hmm. making a great living at it and doing what they love. And that's funny that you kind of mentioned that because, you know, I first started, obviously, like the goal is, oh, I want to be a superstar, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, I think as you, you know, at least for me, as I've gotten into my career a little bit more, uh, my goals have changed a little bit. What yeah. I see as success um, has changed and it's different for everybody. Yeah, Mm -hmm, it is. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, and, you know, you talking about the injury and stuff, you know, it seems like there's been a lot of singers that 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 that's what pushed them into music, too, because we've heard so many stories where they were athletic and they were going up that ladder. They got college scholarships and all that. And then, bam, injury happens. And then they they went to their other passion, which was music. Yes. You know, um, it's funny because, you know, things happen to us in life and sometimes we don't really understand at that moment. But I always say, like, it was a total blessing in disguise because it's really what pushed me to really, like, get into it. I had always wanted to do it, but like I said, my parents didn't even know I sang. So it wasn't like anything that oh, people wow. took seriously. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was definitely a blessing from God. That was like, hey, you're you're done with sports. <laughs> Let's get this. <laughs> it's time to move. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times people think that, you know, a closed door is such a hurtful thing. But sometimes God closes that door so that he can push you into where he wants you to go. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally believe in that 100%. And, you know, we do too. So many we things have guided yeah. us through our 18 years of marriage where it's like, okay, we went through this door and that door and things get shut. And it's mm-hmm. like so many times through our marriage we would get to the point where we're at the edge of a breakthrough and then it would just crash. We've launched, you know, probably a hundred business ideas in our 18 years of marriage and they would all make enough money for us to survive during that point. But Mm. then it would just crash and we're like, okay, we, we can't just, it's like a wall here. like trying to get through this wall. (laughs) And, And then all, and now we look back, we're like, okay, it all had to crash for this opportunity with the show. Yeah. For us to be here. You know, it's all about being able to just adjust and roll with the punches and, you know, even like the whole COVID thing. Um, I know it's been really hard on a lot of artists and I think it was, you know, there was, for me, what I saw was there were two routes. It was either give up completely or find a new way to do it. It's a gut check. Yeah, yeah. it most certainly is. And for me, like I wasn't raised a quitter and uh, I was like, we're going to figure this out. We're going to do what it takes. It might, you know, some plans have changed, but like, we'll, we'll survive. We will make this work. So. Yeah. And that's what's sad is, you know, 
And I guess the gut check for a lot of people is, do they re do they really want this? That was what 2020 was. Because yeah. I've seen a lot of people on Facebook that was packing up, leaving Nashville now. Yeah. And they're going back to trying to do their other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, and all I could think about is, is they're going to regret that. I mean, oh, yes. you know, you should at least go all the way out until, until all options are closed. Absolutely. So that way you have no regrets. Oh yeah. Well, um, that's definitely a thing for me. Like my, I always joke around that, like, I fear nothing except failure. And, you know, and for me, if I ever stopped doing music, I know I would regret it instantly. So, um, it's just one of those things where like, yeah, there's bumps in the road and it's definitely hard for an independent artist, but I, I truly believe like that's why I was put on this earth. So like, I'm going to do whatever I can to just play you know, it because I love it, you know? That's just like our show. You know, we, we're kind of chasing the same dream y'all are and yeah. we have our ups and downs and I, oh, and do. probably every week I have a pity party where, you know what? I'm quitting. Is it right. over? <laughs> and she has to pull me down from that little pity party. Thank yeah. God I got her. We all, we all, we all go because it's so tough. It's so tough. And then, and then mm -hmm. on top of that, you've got a, a lot of uh, something I've been noticing is a lot of your big artists now are now doing their own podcast, interviewing artists. And I'm sitting there like, okay, the competition was already tough. Yeah. Yes. For this type of show, and now we got to compete with them too. <laughs> right? You're like everyone's got the same idea. What is this? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they already got the clout, you know. That's right? true. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, but it we would regret. And again, we, we've gone so far now, you know, between having actors and artists and big CEOs on it, we we would know now we're we're in too deep to where if we didn't oh, go sure. all the way to see where this could go. We would live with regret rest of our life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's there's enough room for everybody to have success, I think. Because, um, I mean, the world is so big. Like, it with is. artists, you know, they talk about artists being competitive <clears throat> and stuff. And, yeah, it, sometimes it is a competition. But, like, we all have different fan yep. bases. And yep. we all yeah. have different goals and whatnot. So it's really just the matter of, like, you know, finding your tribe and finding your group of people that support you and, like, just you know, spreading the love. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, love speaking that. of this side of it, I always want to, you know, a lot of people, as you know, they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Carrie, of a Miranda and all that, yeah. but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, right. the struggles that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career level within the music world. And I always want to talk about it because I think it's, such an important topic because a lot of people, they step into this crazy journey in entertainment and they have these myths in their head. I'm different. I'm yes. going to just get out there. People mm -hmm. love me. I've already got a little bit of a following. It'll be easy. And it's not. And in fact, um, I'll, to kind of lead us with this, I'm going to tell a quick story of um, back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls. Yeah. And at that time, they were mm -hmm. full time with music. And I remember asking Allison, what advice would you give an up and coming artist? But I'll never forget what she said. She said, this may sound funny coming from someone full time, but if you can see yourself doing something else, go do that and just keep this as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, you have to be all in. There is no turning back. You, you no longer own your own life. Um, 
everybody around you kind of owns a piece of you. Your friends and relatives never understand. They invite you to weddings, the cookouts, the weekends, the holidays. But when you're in that grind mode, that beginning stages of your career, you have to say no to almost everything. And they don't understand that. Yeah. Then your family has to sacrifice. They have to be willing to share you with the world and be and kind of be happy for you for it, even though they're not. Um, but at the same time, she went on to say, if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. That's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? Let's talk about that side of it. Yeah, you know, um, I totally agree with her. Um, just for me, like I've experienced that. Um, I've missed events. Um, you know, I missed my best friend's bachelorette party years ago because I was offered an opportunity to open up for an artist. Oh, wow. And luckily, she totally understood, you know, <laughs> I, I was able to do that. But, you know, um, I'm married. So obviously, you know, we obviously we don't get to see a lot of each other. Um, he works a full time job. Plus, he's a head coach for a high school lacrosse team. So mm -hmm. he's constantly, you know, busy and I'm constantly busy. And we do sacrifice um, that time together. And sometimes we can't make it to one another's. <laughs> Someone mm -hmm. calling. I'm talking I don't about think, it. I, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, I love that. Uh, yeah, you know, we have to sacrifice some times to be able to go play these shows and to travel and and just sacrificing time together. And I think that was kind of nice with COVID was that it forced us to be in together. Still going to help <laughs> for a year, you know? I'm like, yeah. hey, we survived COVID. But, uh, it forced um, everybody to live how we've always lived. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It totally is true. Um, if you're in it to win it, like you gotta, you know, you're going to miss um, events and, you know, right. people's lives. And you just have to hope and pray that they understand that like right now, you like you got to do what you can. And because, you know, I obviously, I said earlier that, you know, we're, we're all, you know, in this to win it and we want to support each other. But you also have to remember that, like, if I don't take this opportunity that was given to me, they're going to go find somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, yes. You don't want that spot taken from me, you know, and no. lucky for me, my family um, is very supportive. And, you know, my dad works as my manager and he helps him book shows and stuff. So he's, you know, both of my parents are very in it to win it, too. So they're usually with me at a lot of my shows and when I'm traveling and stuff like that. So it, it's a, it's a hard career to be in. That's for sure. When it comes it takes to a special person and special family. Yeah, it does. It, absolutely. Sure. Um, you know, growing when I had finally decided that this is what I wanted to do before I met my husband, I had dated guys that were like, so when are you going to get a new job or like a real job? Wow. Oh. When are you going to stop doing this fun thing that, you know, <laughs> hobby? And I was mm. like, oh, well, I didn't realize that what I did wasn't a real job, you know? And then, yes. And then it's just. Um, but it's like, see you later. Yeah, it's, it's exactly what happened. And then I met my husband. So, <laughs> so see, another, ble another blessing came another, out of yeah. that. So it was good that they showed their true colors before mm -hmm. you really became something big. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, that, that's the thing about all this. You know, again, you know, I, I hate it for a lot of artists. You watch what they go through and then the families on, the, on them are not supportive and all that. And I'll be honest, even what we do. 
if she didn't support this, I could, I don't know if I could do it. Right. Well, y'all are a team and I think it makes it even more special, you know, um, sometimes when I'm at home, like writing or I'm just like practicing for a show, um, Drew will come in and he'll be like, Oh, I want to play. Cause he plays guitar and stuff. Oh, wow. oh, so like, we'll just like doodle around together and whatnot. But sometimes I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to work. And he's like, no, I want to play too. <laughs> you oh. <know>? but, <laughs> but you know, um, I don't know if we could actually work in music together. <laughs> we have fun on the side. No, it's oh, that's so we talked a little bit about the sacrifice, the struggles mm -hmm. that an artist goes through. Now let's go flip the script and go the other way. Talk about the glory side. What are some moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that or wow, that happened? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, um, speaking of doors like being closed on you that we were talking about earlier, um, I'd had the opportunity to open for um, a big artist. And all of a sudden it was just kind of pulled away from me. Um, uh -huh. And they decided to let a male act open for them instead, oh. which is fine. Mm -hmm. I'm not salty about it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I ended up going to the show and support. Um, and, you know, mm -hmm. it was a decent crowd, you know, it was fine. Yeah. And then I ended up because they had removed me from that. They were like, we owe you. Like we're going to oh, get wow. a really wow. good spot. And I ended up mm -hmm. opening for a sold out, crowd for chase rice oh, so wow. i ended up wow. having a bigger headliner to open up for a better yes. turnout and it was just like the absolute time of my life in i think it was back in april of when was it um 2016 i think is when that was wow and um, so that was a really big uh moment for me and we had a blast um you know, and just like releasing music and, you know, this new single that's um, out right now has been super exciting because I wasn't sure how people would take it. It's a little, um, <laughs> it's a little edgy for a woman <laughs> singing about, um, but everyone has been just like, it's been doing so. Since well. I forgot to ask again, I guess you're not prepared uh, yeah. to play, are you? Oh, I've got my guitar. If you oh, oh, we would love that. I guess I forgot yes. to Again, I was like, after we started, I was oh, like, I forgot oh, to ask. Yes. So, I'm always we'll, prepared. <laughs> oh, that's well, great. We'll let you take over now. Tell us a little bit yes. about the song you're going to play, and the floor is yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is my newest single, um, Friend of the Whiskey. I wrote this with my dad um, oh, wow. three years ago when um, we had, I just first moved to Nashville. Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of just an introductory song to the world that my dad is a writer. And um, it's basically, yes, talking about drinking whiskey, but it's, the song is the idea behind it was dealing with that devil and angel on your shoulder and trying yeah. to you know, do the right thing. And sometimes we, uh, we let the bad side, you know, get a hold of us and you know we like to have a little extra fun but <laughs> i'll play it for you guys oh. <laughs> am i can you guys see me yeah yes we can sorry he knows i'm in our interview i don't know why he keeps calling me <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> unless he doesn't remember but, um, yeah, this is Praying to the Whiskey, and it's on okay. all streaming platforms. Oh, if I could talk, all platforms, you know, <laughs> Spotify, iTunes, all that jazz. So. Awesome. <laughs> awesome.
Jim, Jack, Giant Crow, those four apostles shading my soul. That's pretty rough company for a Catholic girl like me to keep. But they will run from me. that song's doing pretty good so far yeah um it has been just like crazy popular which is so exciting Uh, (laughs) yeah it's um a lot of people have kind of known this as like a signature song for me oh wow so uh, and i've been playing it you know around wherever i go you know nashville kentucky Mm -hmm. wherever i'm traveling and people are like when are you releasing it and i'm like oh i don't know so three years Mm -hmm. later here we go you're finally like okay well it's time yeah right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so as you know a lot of people they see you as the artist but they don't see the teams behind you right. and in our opinion they don't get the love they, they deserve 
Oh my gosh, um, absolutely not. But on our show, we want them to get some love. Mm-hmm. So if you want to take a few moments just mm-hmm. to tell us about the team that helps you tick. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, my dad was a co-writer on that, but him and I um, write a lot together. Um, we've got a handful of songs that I play out all the time that um, I plan on um, releasing eventually as well and that people seem to really like. Um, I've got my mama, who is my biggest cheerleader. Um but my dad also helps me book shows. He helps me with sound, you know, run sound. He's been running the sound for me and Audra at our, um, on our tour right now, oh, well. and, you know, setting up equipment, tearing down equipment. Um, he's the one who found us our sponsors for um, this tour. And he's just oh. been unbelievable. Like my dad is very good with the business side of stuff. So it's been a, complete blessing with that because as an artist like i don't want to do that kind of stuff (laughs) i don't like talking money i don't like the business stuff and at least you can trust him yes yeah that's a big thing for me um you know in the music business it's hard to find people you trust so um i'm lucky to have my dad yeah it's definitely cutthroat yeah and Mm -hmm. um you know my husband has always been a big supporter of mine and um he's also um, one of those people that kind of helps me keeps my you know head leveled you know if he doesn't like something or he doesn't think something sounds good he's not like some husbands that are like oh great job maybe he's like that was terrible you need to do this or like, <laughs> he's very so big into music um you know mm-hmm. his dad was uh, a musician as well so like he's been surrounded by it his whole life and so he's very good with like helping me um you know when i'm practicing with music like if i'm not delivering it the way it should be he's like you need to put more emotion into it you know and maybe you know accentuate this kind of thing or you know pull back here and then you know, my co-writers um i've written so much this past year and you know all the, a lot of the music that i'm going to be releasing here soon is you know I, they aren't solo rights i've had great co-writers help me write those and my producer and um, jason wyatt he produced um good taste he produced this one and um, praying to the Lewis oh, wow. actually oh. produced um another song that I'm going to be releasing later this year that I'm super excited about. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's definitely not just a one person team, you know, like yeah. uh, people back there helping me out. And I've been, and of course your fans. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't, I can't even like begin to like thank them for how, like how much support I've gotten from them and having them to, you know, spread my music for me and to share my, videos and my live streams and um just you know following me on social media it's a, such a blessing and i'm so grateful for it you know and so they they make it all worthwhile all the hard work awesome yeah and yes. speaking of teams we have a third co-host our nine-year-old that we bring on and yes and he's gonna ask a couple questions okay. the very first time we came in we asked one question but he's going to ask a couple questions. Yes. So I'm ready. Sandy's going to get him. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, as you know, we got a two-year-old little daughter that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show, too. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. you got to make it a family business. It makes it more special. Well, I always joke that we're a family affair. And because I've said that so much, we, we're creating the name Family Affair Media. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, that makes so much sense. I love it. Love it. Yeah, because, again, you know, what what is – good of doing anything great out there if you don't if you're not able to involve your family mm-hmm. absolutely and I even 
Because as you grow in your what you do, eventually you'll be able to take on tour your family with you, which would be cool. Yeah. You know, and I know some people don't like to mix business and family, and I totally understand. But for me, like, I don't think it would make much sense not yeah. to have um, my family be a part of it. It's just it's how it started. Um, my dad has had my back since the very beginning. So, like, I couldn't imagine him not being there. Yep. Hi, hey, Taylor. Hi, how are you? Uh, doing good. So, what's your favorite food? What's my favorite food? Yes. Oh, I really love um, donuts. Mm. And <laughs> this is going to sound totally weird. Um, donuts and sushi. Those are probably like yeah. my favorite. <laughs> and what's yours? Pizza. Pizza? Oh, what kind? Uh, uh, pepperoni and sausage, Ooh, and a yeah. supreme one. And, and the supreme one, he says. Yes. <laughs> Are you a thick crust or a thick crust? Hmm. Which you like, the thicker crust? Yeah. Mm, the thicker crust. <laughs> Ew, I'm all about the thick crust. Yes. <laughs> okay, so what is your favorite TV show? Ooh, um, I've been really on this Yellowstone kick. Um, I love Yellowstone. I also was watching Below Deck for a while, which is yeah. like a crazy reality TV show. <laughs> but I just can't, you just can't stop watching it. It's like a train wreck, but you just can't look away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. That's a classic. I grew up watching that too. We all did. Uh, right? Yeah. I can't, is it still on? There's going to be a new episode tonight. He's on top of it. What's been pretty cool with our show is because um, he watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows now. Yeah. So we've been able to bring a lot of actors from his shows onto our show. So he's been able to talk to them. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I wish I'd have had that when I was little, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> another question yes okay so what's your favorite movie Ooh, uh, i've got a few my favorite like cheesy love film is probably a walk to remember oh that's a good one uh, I, the first time i saw it i watched it six times in a row and right. then <laughs> um and then probably like my favorite just like movie in general is bridesmaids <laughs> I, I can quote it it's really <laughs> bad how many times I've seen that movie. <laughs> and what's yours? Mine is the Minion movie. The Despicable Me. Despicable Me. I love those movies. And see, he's got the Minion stand-up. Yeah, you have a Minion t-shirt? Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so I love anything like Pixar and Disney. So, like, I when the Minion movies came out, I was, like, obsessed. And my husband was like, you have a problem. <laughs> and our two-year-old our two -year -old loves that. She dances when the oh, music comes on. on and, and and if we're in the mall or something and she sees one of the minions, she so just squeals. laughs and squeals uh, and how points. How not? They're like giant talking Twinkies. It's like fantastic, yes. right? Cool. <laughs> and she really don't do this now, but what's funny is she created this little habit for about a month or two, mm -hmm. a little phase. To where, and she caught one part of the Despicable Me where they turn purple. Right. And they did this whole little with their mouth. And so every time she would see a minion, she would make that sound. It was just the cutest thing. 
That's adorable. Oh, yes. No, those movies are so cute. Like, I'm all about the kids' movies. Yes. Like, Bye. Thanks. Yes. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Yeah, see, we're having him grow a little bit on the show. He's great. Because I think that, because of course, the first time it was just the first que one right. question. Now it's three. Now he can handle three. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Again, you know, when you're live on, you know, live, you're like, okay, um, let's make sure it's right. Right. You're like, <laughs> He's a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? Ooh, Okay. Well, I'm a huge Miranda Lambert fan. Oh, oh wow. she's amazing. I, I would love to write with her, but I'd also really love, like, maybe to write with um, Ashley McBride. That would oh, be cool. That would be good. Yeah. You like edgy, huh? Yeah, I do. I like the edgy people. That's that's my jam. <laughs> uh, but Stapleton would be another one for me, too. Oh, yes. That, uh, yeah. his, his voice is just like, it's like an angel. I love his stuff. He's so good. So probably like one of those three. Uh, now this probably has a thousand answers, but just think of the first thing that pops in your head. What is a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? Ooh, um, Tin Man by Marina. Wow. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That, that's a, I love that song. That is my absolute favorite song of any genre of any artist. Um, it's probably one of the number one songs I get requested to sing, and I am happy to do it every time. <laughs> yeah. So somebody talked about the on the thing that they loved you. Yes. Oh, yes. I got drums from you a few years ago. Yes. Uh, hey, girl, what's up? Um, I believe that we met at Frankie's is um, what Anastasia um, was talking about. Um, I played mm -hmm. at a little mm -hmm. pizza spot down in Spring Hill. Um, oh, wow. And uh, it's, they've got the best pizza, y'all. But um, so if you all are down there, take your son to get pizza down there since he loves pizza so much. Um, um, but, yeah. <laughs> They, um, she had two little girls with her, and um, I love getting to meet kids at my shows, um, wow. especially young girls who, like, love to sing and stuff, too, and that was, that was a fun show. We had a good time. So what's been, what's one of your favorite fan stories? Yeah. Ooh, fan stories. Um, there's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. um, how do I pick one? We just pick one that kind of stay in a yeah yeah y'all have or to be a couple. or a couple one yeah just... yeah um let's see what well, probably back to um when I mentioned earlier I got to open for Chase Rice um mm -hmm. you know once I got off stage there were some people that um that I knew um, that I didn't know were coming out to the show. Mm -hmm. um, and then there were some new people that um, had never seen me before, but they had heard that like a female artist was going to be opening. So they came out and oh, wow. um, they just like ran up to me when I got off stage and they're like, Oh my God, you're amazing. And I'm like, hi, <laughs> I'm so glad you like came early enough to watch the opening act kind of thing. Cause you know, sometimes people don't do that. And, the place was packed, so it was so much fun getting to like meet all those exciting fans that were like, "Oh my gosh, like you're from my hometown," or um, we heard a female artist was gonna be here, so we knew we had to see it, you know, you know, see you and stuff. And so that was probably like a special night for me, just because oh, wow. I got to meet you know a lot of new fans, but I also just people that I'd known growing up that knew I was gonna be there, and they were like, "Let's see what she's got," you know, and. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> 
because I've always been like with, with people I'm comfortable with, like I'm loud and outgoing. But <laughs> if you don't know me, I'm pretty reserved and I'm usually just like a people watcher. So I think for some people who don't know me like that, uh, they're very surprised when they see what I do oh. and they get super excited because they're like, we had no idea, you know? <laughs> Is that tough when, when, when you open for people like Chase Rice and other people like him, where you have their fans that are there to try to warm them up? Is that tough for you? Um, you know, at first, um, before you step on stage, it's a little nerve wracking. Um, it's not so much anymore. I say that now, but like I'll have an opportunity where I'm going to like lose my mind. But, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of have to be like, it's game time. Like there's no time to mess around. Like you got to show you only got one shot. Right. And yeah. you got to get yeah. on that stage and you got to show those people what you got. And you've got to get them ready because that's your job. You're kind of like the hype man. Right. And mm -hmm. um, you want to get them ready to party, get them ready to rock and roll. And, you know, I love it. I feed off that energy. Um, I think that's my favorite part about this career is being on stage. Yeah. I feel like that is where <laughs> I'm like where my most shine. authentic. And like, I truly like come alive and, you know, so for me, you know, getting to open up for like people like that, it's like, let's do this. Let's get them ready. Like, and, you know, you want them to be like, man, I want her to stay on stage. Like, you know, <laughs> like, that's I know what I you want to hear. Right? Yeah. Like, I kind of want to stay and watch her. <laughs> so. Yeah. Our show is kind of like that for me. Cause again, you know, I get nervous sometimes before the show and it's like, mm -hmm. then the countdown comes and yeah. then it's game time. It's like, okay, like you yeah. said, we got one shot to make this, right. well, I guess yeah. two shots here since we had technical difficulties, but you right. know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just practice. It's fine. <laughs> right. Right. <clears throat> so back in 2015, we interviewed um, Kelsey Ballerini and I asked her where she wanted to be in five years. I always like to tell this story before I ask artists that same yeah. question because this, answer she gave us is almost to the T of what she's living now. I mean, five, six years later, she, she, I mean, it, you couldn't have put a perfect picture of what she said versus where she's mm -hmm. at. Yeah. Knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Um, in five years, um, for me, success would be, you know, I want to play the Grand Old Opry. I want to be at the CMA Awards. I want to be at the ACM awards and, you know, nominated for, you know, I guess five years from now, let's see, I'm trying to think of how old I'll be. And I don't, I'm not going to tell you all how old I am, but <laughs> you know, maybe I'm, you hey, know, I'll be I'm, 50 in August. So <laughs> yes, you know, he's got a big birthday this year, that's so exciting. <laughs> but you know, to be like, you know, nominated for best female vocalist or best new mm -hmm. um, female artist, um, to be on that Opry stage, standing mm -hmm. in that circle, to have my Opry debut, hopefully it happens before five years, you know, um, but to be, you know, invited to be a member of the Grand Ole Opry and wow. to be on mm -hmm. tour, um, like full time, you know, and travel the world. Um, I've never been out of the country besides like on a cruise. So I don't really know, yeah. that, mm -hmm. you know, but to go do like a European tour and stuff. Um, so I've got a lot of big dreams and big goals, but, um, you know, I, I'm loving the ride and uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I need to do to make it happen.
Now let's look even further down the road, say 15 years down the road, and let's say you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like, you're there. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you want to remind her? Um, I would want to say, take a breath and remember that you don't have to be going a hundred miles an hour. Cause I'm so bad about that. Um, I get into this headspace where I'm, if I like even have just like one day off, I'm like, I could, I need to be working. I need to be doing something to further my career because everyone else is working this day, you know? And I get so like, you know, into the zone sometimes that I forget that it's okay to have a life outside of your career and to enjoy the process. So really just to be like, Hey, relax, it's all going to work out. You keep working hard, doing your thing, but also remember to like make those memories, um, you know, with your loved ones and to have fun and not everything has to be so serious. <laughs> right. Yeah, so how would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, well, when people ask about my sound, I always joke around that, like, imagine if Chris Stapleton <laughs> and Susan Tedeschi <laughs> had a baby, and then they let Miranda Lambert raise it. <laughs> good one. Um, I love that. It's a lot of, um, you know, I'm a country artist, but I've got a lot of soul and a lot of, grit in a lot of southern rock influence um too so it's a little edgy um it's not your typical pop um country artist yeah. you know right. i'm in your face and i you know kind of like miranda and ashley like this is me and i'm not apologizing for it oh love that and what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist what would you ultimately like to be known for Ooh, um that's an interesting one. You know, for me, music is, um, you know, I love performing, um, being on stage, but a lot of it is connecting with fans. So I definitely think that, like, for me, I want to be remembered as, like, the artist that, like, when she gets on stage, not only is she giving her fans her all, she's connecting with them on a mm -hmm. deeper level like yeah we're gonna have fun with our party songs and stuff but i also write stuff that have that has a little bit of a deeper meaning and you know i want people to be able to connect and to relate whether or not it's the exact same situation they went through or um you know it's just something similar i really want to be able to say that like or have people say that when i heard taylor sing or i listened to her music i connected with it um, I felt like we were friends or I felt like she understood what I was going through kind of thing. Love that. So as we come to a close here, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they've got something special. As Simon Cowell would say, they have that it factor, but they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows and they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage. Like what every artist says, that stage bug where they mm -hmm. look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring for them and yeah. they know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, Taylor, I, I know I'm called to do this. I know I'm supposed to do this the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next few years? Yeah. Um, you know, I've, um, since moving to Nashville, I've kind of encountered people like that. And obviously, um, when I first moved there, there were people who 
were that for me. Um, but honestly, I'm just like, you know, you know, keep your head on straight, make sure that you find your, your tribe, find your group. And, um, cause it, it is hard to do, but like, once you get those people, um, around you, um, you know, keep them close, you know, make sure that you're supporting each other's successes and being there for one another when, you know, maybe something doesn't work out. Um, but always just stay focused and remember to never compare yourself. That is a big thing. That's I think a big for, one. Yeah, you should never compare yourself. And I've learned that a lot. And um, only being in Nashville for three years, you know, when I first got down there, obviously my first reaction was to be like, Oh my God, well, I don't sound like that. Or I don't dress that way. You know? <laughs> yeah. Cause comparison I, breeds insecurities. Yeah, exactly. And you know, who wants to be a copy of someone, you know, you right. want to be an individual, you want to be unique. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what I started to embrace about, what I deliver to the table is that I don't sound like most females. <laughs> and um, you all still hearing? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Um, and for me, um, I pride myself on that. Um, so, but a lot of you know, just stay focused, surround yourself with the right people, and never compare um, your journey to somebody else's. Because everyone has a different story, everyone has different goals, everyone has a different talent to offer. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. So as we close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yeah. Um, well, you guys can find me on Facebook at Taylor Hughes Music. Um, I'm on Instagram at Taylor Hughes Music. And you can find my um, two singles that I have out right now, Good Taste and Praying to the Whiskey. They're on all streaming and download platforms. Um, I just recently joined TikTok. (laughs) So that's Taylor Hughes official. And then I'm also on Twitter at Tay Hughes underscore music. And then um, we've been doing some rebranding and stuff. So we are working on the website, um, which will will be taylorhughesmusic.com. But yeah, um, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, Twitter, those are like the main places to follow me right now. Um, Well, it's funny. We've never done nothing, but we do have a TikTok account. But I'm trying to get into it. It is so hard because like I just think about it because I'm so into like Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Eventually. (laughs) Yes. We know that. So you know what? We really enjoyed having you on the show today, and we look forward to having you back again. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so grateful that you all um, made time for me. I really do appreciate it. It's our Um, pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. See you guys.